Well, everybody, welcome back to the Trick Podcast of Joy and Ghost TV on this beautiful Friday, January 19th, 2024, talking about the Enneagram Type 6 and how I'm realizing that either I'm a Type 6 or I definitely am in the Type 6 season. And maybe I've been, maybe I just am a 6, not a 3. I'm exploring that, not so much from a book knowledge or descriptions, although that fits too, but just from my experience. The thing about the six that I'm learning is that, first, it fits me. The fear, the anxiety, duh, the insecurity. And I was listening to Richard Rohr's description of it online. Check it out, by the way. If you think you're a six, married to a six, or you have a child or a friend who's a six or a three or a nine, because those three types tend to play together. They play together well. And so the six goes to three in stress. And that's me. When I'm in stress, I think I have to overachieve, deceive, lie, make up stuff, do more than I really can do, think that I can do everything. When I'm at my best, the six meaning, the six when they're in peace or in security or safety, they go to the nine, which is peace. And that's when I'm at my best, when I have peace in my heart, peace like a river. It is well with my soul. Though there is pain in the night, gozo comes in the morning, gozo ball right there. I've often thought that the world, and this is very six, was safe and secure. And it is. But as Jesus says, just as I said, um, there is pain in the night. In this world, you will have many trials, but be of good courage. I have overcome the world, meaning I have overcome your fear, your stability, your need of stability, your lack of safety. I am your safety. It's been a really tough lesson for me to learn and acknowledge that there isn't, that the world is unsafe. I think I live, I have lived most of my life running away from unsafety things and people and just my childhood was so unsafe. Uh, growing far, growing, growing up far from my parents since age 11, 12. A war, my grandma who dealt with illness, my immigration status, and then working in the white evangelical church and just being in another country for most of my life. All of those things brought me a lot of insecurity, a lack of stability, a lot of fear and anxiety. Had my first panic attack in my early 20s, and it's been... It's been bad since. I've had times of peace, certainly, but I've also had many times, like the one I'm going through now, of a lot of fear and insecurity and worry. This last year when I lost my father-in-law, which touched my own father wound, it's almost like it unmasked how I've been relying on these incredible men, my father, my father-in-law, mentors along the way, you could say maybe even the church or pastors, to be my safety when really people die. And those mentors and father figures, they they go away. And then what am I going to do? And that's when I've begun to learn to rely on, quote, myself meaning not on these other externals, external people or systems, but in Christ in me, the hope of glory. So what I mean by 
trusting in myself, I mean in Christ in me. Because me is empty. Me is the fearful young man at 11, the little David, as I like to call him. Shout out to my therapist, Jerry. <laughs> and so the younger me, the young David, Davisito, little David, the 11-year-old young man who grew up with all kinds of trauma and crazy and away from his mom and dad, his dad especially, who was my my rock and then my grandmother, who was my second rock, and then my father-in-law, who was my third rock. So all three rocks are gone. I don't have any more rocks, my wife, definitely, but the lesson is here now that I can't keep relying on these external rocks, that I have to rely on God <clears throat> to calm my fear and to find peace, the peace of Christ, the surpass all understanding, the Prince of Peace. He is my rock. He is my peace. He is my safety. And that's the tough lesson. It's been a stripping. It's been a nakedness and an unashamed experience. It's been a breaking experience. It's been a horrible experience to be found out, I guess, by myself. Most of all, that I am a a man who needs who has needed others to feel safe. And as those others disappear, I'm left with my fear and my panic and my anxiety and my gut issues. But those things aren't enough. Therapists included, medication, whatever you want to call it, exercise, yoga. All those things are good, by the way, and I love them all. But I have to find myself, I have to find my peace within to find my my safety within in Christ, the hope of glory. I've been thinking a lot about water and how water is such a, for me, a safety, a metaphor of safety. It's so vast. It's so powerful. It's something I can't move. It is basically like my metaphor for God that I've really been resting in the idea of sinking into water like a submarine submerged and who releases all stress and releases control to the water, like taking a, a bath. I don't take many baths, but we've all seen the movies. That idea of just letting go of your stresses, taking a bath and relaxing in the water, it's been really powerful, a powerful, powerful metaphor in my life. Because the opposite is tightness and just constant fear and thinking the worst and catastrophizing and thinking that I'm dying, you're dying, my dog's dying, everyone is dying, or something horrible is going to happen, I'm going to get fired, I'm going to. I mean, you name it, I've experienced every type of fear and anguish and worry, all coming from that childhood wound of not having that safe environment growing up from age 11, 12 on at those very formative years. I thank God for my first 11, 12 years where I had all that safety. But then, since then, and so now as that rug gets pulled out from under me as these mentors and systems die or as I fail, and this is very three, then I'm left with just me and my body and the mess that is my body in these times which then forces me to look to God or to look inward, as I said, to look to what is inside of me that, that I can hang on to. Well, it's not church 
it's not serving in the church. It's not worship or music or teaching or preaching. It's not being a pastor or a leader. It's God himself, who is my rock, my stability, my uzi. That's the Hebrew word for safety and my my rock, my stability. All the things that a six needs and what, all the things that I needed so badly and I need to this day. In the absence of my parents, in the absence of my mentors, in the absence of my wife, in the absence of my kids, in the absence of my dog, in the absence of all the things that I consider my stability and I can't live without them. Well, I can. Well, I cannot if I'm relying on them for my safety, but I can if I rely on the Lord. Huge, huge lessons. Oh, yeah, I was talking about um, water. Going back to that, because I've been thinking of the hymn, It Is Well With My Soul, which was written about a man who lost his family in in the ocean. I think they were crossing a lake or an ocean somewhere in New York, I believe. Was it in Europe? I think it was. I know it was uh, Harold Robinson who wrote the hymn in the 1800s. I think it was here, but I could be wrong. And so as his family perished and he saw the ship going down or the boat, he wrote that hymn, Though though ten like a river tendeth my way, it is well, it is well with my soul, with my soul. When, when what is it? When seas like a river, it is well, and type it in here. When peace, duh, when peace like a river, Attendeth my way. So there's the idea of river, of water. So when peace, like, let's say, the ocean comes my way, when sorrows like sea billows, now it's the opposite, when sorrows like sea billows roll. So there's the paradox of the six and of life. You have comfort and you have God and Jesus is with us, but you have many trials in this world. Whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to know or to say, is what we sing now, it is well with my soul. Though Satan should buffet, though trial should come, let's, let this bless assurance control that Christ has regarded my helpless estate and has shed his own blood for my soul. My sin, oh, the bliss of, his, of this glorious thought, my sin not in part with the whole is nailed to the cross, to his cross. And I bear it no more. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord my soul. For me, be it Christ. And Lord, haste a day when the faith, when this faith or the faith shall be beside the clouds, be rolled back as a scroll, the trump shall resound, and the Lord shall descend a song in the night. It is well, it is well with my soul. Amazing. So the melody is by Philip Bliss and the and the the lyrics are by Horatio Spafford, I said I said Robinson. Let's see. Bliss it was written, let's see where Chicago, yeah, Great Chicago Fire of eighteen seventy one. Yeah, so it was written in Chicago. So it says here, while crossing the Atlantic Ocean, the ship sank rapidly after a collision with a sea vessel. All four of his daughters died. Spafford's wife survived. Anna sent in the now famous telegram, saved alone. Shortly afterwards, Spafford traveled to meet his grieving wife. He was inspired to write these words as his ship passed near where his daughters had died. My goodness. Bliss called his tune Via du Havre from the name of the stricken vessel. That was the name of the vessel. SS Ville du Havre. I'm not sure what that means. The house of. What does that mean? I'm not sure looking it up here. 
I guess it's, it's a port, Le Havre, in France. But what does it mean? I don't know. Okay, so French iron steamship, north coast of France. So I've been thinking a lot about that hymn because of all that ocean water metaphor and the idea of loss and of safety. Peace, water can be, or a river can be, both peace and sorrow. It's funny, I've always been afraid of the water. I can't swim. I can't swim. I can sort of, sort of, sort of, but I can't swim. So I've had these, mostly just one experience where I felt really afraid of the water and of drowning. Well, anyway, it was kind of another thing. It wasn't quite drowning, but close to it. I was afraid. This was like an adult. Maybe I was maybe 45, 40. No, 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 maybe 35. Taking uh, swimming lessons and all that stuff, but I've never been comfortable. And apparently, apparently, according to my mom, I used to cry at the at the sight of the ocean when I was five years old, and of taking showers. So, <laughs> two things I still don't like to this day. <laughs> Where do I find my peace now? At this season of life, after love, after having lost so many of my mentors and father figures, well, Christ, it is well with my soul. Because Jesus, he is my Uzi. God is my Uzi, my strength. He is the peace that surpasses all understanding, the peace that I need. My life is beautiful if I can just simply live in the peace of Christ, not live in the fear of today or the fear of tomorrow, not live in the anxiety of what might happen or what might go wrong, but in the peace that no matter what I face, God will be with me and he will hold me he will restore me he will he will save me just like he has so many times right now I'm dealing with this stomach thing and my fear goes through all these things I've dealt with these things before two three times in my life and it never is what I fear so all of this is just teaching me how to trust in the Lord how not to give in to that fear that also wants to surpass all understanding but it's really the peace of Christ that surpasses all understanding. That's the peace that we need, not the fear or the worry that surpasses all understanding. So am I a six, am I a three? I don't really care. I just know that I need the peace of Christ. I need the Uzi, not the rifle, but the Uzi, the Hebrew word for safety. God is my safety. God is my security. God is my stronghold. And that he is the shalom of my life. Hebrews, I think it's 11, says that we ought to enter his rest. All these things, all, all these are the invitations right now that I'm hearing that are extended to you and to me to enter his rest. Even though there are many trials in this world, and we will experience many of them, which again is a shock to me. But it's not a shock. People die, like my therapist says, dogs die, parents die, kids leave home. We get old. That's what happens. But even though that is true, and yeah, don't be shocked. That's a part of life. It is well with my soul. And in this world, you will face many trials, many trials and tribulations. But be of good courage. There's the antidote to fear. It's courage. And I have, had, I have been courageous for my whole life, 40-plus years. I have overcome the world. Notice how it's not me, but it's me in Christ who can overcome the world. So that's my 
meditation for today. I hope that if you are a six or a fearful type or a three, six, nine, somewhere in there, that these things can help you along your journey. I need to, at this season of life, move towards my nine and away from the three. Move away from accomplishing more, lying more, wanting to be more than I really am. And moving to my six, to my nine, excuse me, to be a better six, to be a better... Because here's the beauty of being a six is loyal loyalty. I am so loyal to my family, to my wife, to my friends, to people that I love, to my church, to Jesus. I am so committed to one or two or three people, small friends, small groups, my band of old. VO, shout out to my beautiful church, VO. And I long for deep community with uh, my current friends and family. And um, that's what makes a six beautiful. They're such loyalists. They're very prepared people, very ready for anything. And, um, but we can, yeah, fall into our own trap or step on our own dish. And we can get in trouble really fast with fear and anxiety and worry thinking that we can't trust our own instinct. That's another thing of the six is we don't trust what we think. We're always asking other people, and that's the worst part of being a six. Just trust myself. Trust what I think. Trust my own gut. Trust my own mind. We're logic types. Trust my thoughts. What do I think? What do I want? Not what my heart wants or not what I want to do or not do, but what does my logic say that I should do? Listen to that and you will be fine. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thank you for being here. Make sure that you subscribe and follow me on Instagram at David Trigg. Thank you for being here, and I will see you next time. Adios.